Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. Jason Jimenez with you as always. I am so glad that you are tuning in to another podcast. Today, I'm excited because we're going to be looking at really a pivotal point. Uh, it's not, again, it's it's not necessarily a shift in Jesus's focus because remember, the totality of the Sermon on the Mount is about the intent of the heart. And so today in Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 24, we're going to be looking about looking into how we invest in heaven. Now, if you go back to the previous podcasts, we just got finished talking about how you and I can better our prayer life. And when you and I are in prayer, my friend, when you and I focus and seek God's will in our lives every single day and the modeled prayer that we have uh, before us about how we are to fast, how we are to acknowledge who God is, our Father who out in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When you and I have that eternal focus, you and I will understand this next portion of the Sermon on the Mount, because this is how we are to invest in heaven. And we're going to be looking at three different things today. We're going to be talking about heaven or earth. The second thing we're going to be seeing in this passage today is light or darkness. And finally, we're going to be looking at the difference between God and gold. So if you've missed any previous podcasts, I encourage you to go back, look through them. As always, I have my notes there on standstrongministries.org. You can click the podcast and get my notes. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, info at standstrongministries.org is a way that you can reach out to us. Love to answer your questions, and thank you for those who've submitted them. We're getting people who are listening all over the world now, so we're excited about that. And remember, the purpose of this time is to help you and I not just fall more in love with God's Word, but as we do so, that we would fall in love with Him, with our Savior, and through that, that we'd be those Sermon on the Mount Christians who are educating and teaching and emboldening other Christians to do likewise. That is the key. So now Jesus turns his teaching to storing up treasures in heaven and not serving two masters because that, my friends, is the key in all of this. It's not about us uh, advancing our agenda here in, on earth, but rather it is about you and I living a life that is honorable to, before God. We don't serve ourselves. We are here to serve the Lord. That is key. So as we jump into Matthew chapter 6, I want you to ask yourself this question right now. What does your life look like when it comes to where you invest, where you store up treasures? Are you really a Christian who is investing in the lives of people spiritually? Are you winning souls to Christ? Are you so, or, or, or maybe you're so caught up in paying the bills and advancing your job career and meeting those demands that you lose sight of your commitment to advance the kingdom of God, to not just serve in your local church, not just serve in your, in your home life, in your marriage or with your kids, but, but collectively with other uh, Christians fellowshipping and building community and, and strengthening, strengthening each other's gifts. And through that, as the body of Christ, you're impacting those around you. So I ask you that because as we jump in, I don't want this just to be another 
again, teaching little short podcast that you can say, hey, yeah, that's great. But I want you, as you're going into this discussion with me now, and as we're going to be looking at the words and hearing from Jesus, I want you to think how up to this point you have been investing in heaven. Because my friend, that is our ultimate destiny. That is the finality of you and I spending eternity with Jesus in heaven. And this is the one life that you and I have here on earth. And so it matters. And not just for us in our lives that we live, but the lives that you and I are called to impact. So with that being said, let's turn our attention now to Matthew chapter 6, verses beginning in verse 19. We'll, I'll read all the way to verse 24. Now, these are all my notes because the parallel passage is Luke chapter 12, 33 through 34. And there's also another passage in Luke uh, chapter 11, 34 through 36, and then also Luke chapter 16, verse 13. So those are other parallel passages that coincide here to Matthew chapter 6. So let's begin reading in verse 19 of Matthew 6. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is a lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Okay, so there it is, Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 24. So let's jump right into the first thing, as I mentioned earlier, heaven or earth in verses 19 through 21. Notice that Jesus said here in verse 19, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. The Greek puts it this way, do not treasure for yourself treasures on earth. You see what Jesus is saying is that we are not to be investing in the world, Okay. Or you can do look it in the negative as Jesus isn't saying, you know, that uh, you can't have belongings on earth, okay? There's a difference. He's saying that you can't let your belongings belong you. That's the key, right? It's not saying you can't have things on earth. Of course, we're very blessed. We're very blessed with the things that we have that God has given us. And we are to be good stewards of that. So we do have belongings in our life. The key thing in all of this is that I've asked you the question earlier, and now we're getting a little bit more personal, is do the belongings that you do possess, do they possess you? You see, the word here, treasure, when Jesus says, do not lay, lay up for yourselves treasures, is literally the, the, the Greek word is storehouse. And what he's saying is, don't just store up riches for yourself. Now, let's look in Scripture. Uh, there's a prime example of this, and that's the rich young man in Matthew chapter 19, beginning in verse 16. It says, And behold, a man came up to him, saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. If you would enter life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess 
and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sorrowful, for he had, what, great possessions, the Bible says. So that is a prime example of an individual who says, hey, look, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you keep the commandments. And he's thinking that he's perfect. Remember, he said, good teacher. He says, there's no one good but me, but God, right? And Jesus is God. So this man obviously comes with some cockiness that he's been obedient to the law. He's thinking he's great. But notice there is something he does realize that he, that he lacks. And, and I'll tell you, my friend, I've been around a lot of wealthy, very powerful individuals. And it's interesting that a lot of them are always searching for more. It's, it's like it's almost never enough. Their, their power, their possessions, their business, the, the wealth that they've accumulated, they're always looking to, again, store up more for themselves. And in this case, the rich man, this rich young ruler, uh, is going to Jesus and identifying Jesus as a unique individual. And he's lacking something. And Jesus, again, just like the Sermon on the Mount, he goes directly to the heart because this guy was about the outward appearance, just like these hypocrites, these Pharisees were. And Jesus says, why don't you sell all your possessions? And see, that was the heart of the issue. He wanted to inherit eternal life with a life after the earth, right? But notice that it wasn't really his priority. He was not really investing in that. He thought that he could just purchase it, have that basically eternal life insurance. And Jesus got to the heart by saying, why don't you sell all the possessions since your heaven really here is here on earth? Why don't you sell your possessions, give to the poor? And of course, he was not willing to do that because he uh, had invested so much of his life here on earth that it wasn't really about where he was going to go afterwards. And, I, and, and my friends, that's key. And, in, and so when Jesus says here in verse 20, when you're not to store up treasures on earth, why? Because he says, moth and rust will destroy it. Moths eat away at clothes, as we know, and rust destroys metal. The point being here is things on earth perish. You and I can't take our belongings with us uh, into heaven, right? When you and I die, it's not like what we've accumulated goes with us. It's about our investment that we, through our spiritual gifts, through the talents that God has given us, and as good stewards, we're to invest in that. An example of this, and again, as I mentioned before in previous podcasts, the half-brother of Jesus, James, his entire book, the short book of James, five chapters, is an outline of the Sermon on the Mount. So what we're currently talking about right here, right here in Matthew 6, 19 through 24, notice in James chapter 5, verses 2 through 6, how James takes what Jesus is saying here and look at how he puts it. He says, your riches have rotted. And your garments are moth-eaten. Eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Wow, man, that's a powerful way of putting what Jesus is saying here by not storing up your treasures on earth where moth and rust will destroy. So think about that. Think about how many things we have invested in on, on earth and have lost it. And you look back thinking, why on earth did I do that? Why did I blow my time? Why did I blow my cash on that? 
It's here one minute and it's gone the next. Notice what he says in verse 20. Lay up for yourselves what? Treasures in heaven. You see, Jesus, my friends, he desires that you and I have an eternal perspective. That's what he's saying. And he desires for you and I to, when we work to advance his kingdom, are to store up or literally to invest in heavenly riches that far outweigh the things on earth. In Luke 12, 33, Jesus says, sell your possessions. Remember, he said that to the rich young ruler in Matthew 19. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. That is the difference between someone who stores up their treasures on earth versus those who store up their treasures in heaven. Now, again, what I don't want us to to take away falsely is that if you're very wealthy, if God has blessed you tremendously, and let's say, for example, you have obviously more than one car and you have a big savings and you have a beach house or a cabin or whatever that you have far beyond what you really actually need. What I'm not saying, because we're taking the words of Jesus, so this is not my opinion, we're not saying that that's wrong. What we're saying again, so when Jesus says, when he says here in Luke 12 to sell your possessions, it's not saying that right now you just have to sell everything and give everything to the poor. But what, we're, what Jesus is saying is that we are not to be, again, selfish, not to have these storehouses to where you're greedy, that you're panicky, that you're like, well, I can't get rid of this kind of stuff because how am I going to provide for this and that? And if you're worrying and you're so fixated and you're so consumed with the things of the world and how you're going to get by, even though God has blessed you tremendously and you tend to complain and you're kind of a hoarder, that's what's wrong. If you're never giving to people that are in need, if you're never focusing on uh, opportunities and really praying for opportunities to give to people who are less fortunate than you, that's what Jesus is saying. When you and I have an eternal perspective, when you and I are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven, we are going to be investing in the lives of people that need love, that need to be encouraged, that need to be supported. As I mentioned to you guys time and time again, I mean, even doing this podcast is, is through the generosity of listeners like you. And you can always go to standstrongministries.org, click on donate, and you can give whatever you feel led to give. And that money will go directly to continue to advance God's word, his truth to the world, to people like you, to build you guys up. That's why we named this, this podcast Stand Strong in the Word. You and I can, and it's a commandment, but we can't stand strong unless we know God's word, unless we live God's word, unless we are storing up treasures in heaven. Jim Elliott said so brilliantly, I love this quote. He said years ago, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let me read that to you again. This was a man who did not store up treasures on earth, but rather was so focused on reaching a remote part of the world, a very hostile group of people that were known to kill intruders, okay? And he just felt so compelled to reach these people with the gospel. He said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. You and I are not fools when we give abundantly out of the cheerfulness of our heart. When we do that, God will bless us. Notice in verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart is. So right now, as I asked you earlier, what does your investment look like? 
Well, now we're getting even a little bit more personal because we're following the teaching of Jesus here, and he gets to the heart. Why is this important? Well, in the culture, as a Jew, the heart was the center of intelligence, passion, and the will. So when you and I are not giving, when you and I are not supporting the causes that God has laid on our hearts to give, and we're like, eh, we're reluctant, or we're hesitant, or we're just selfish, or we lack the faith, or we're too greedy or prideful like the rich young ruler because we have so much wealth and we're like, you know, I just can't seem, I worked hard for this. I deserve this. I want this. I want that. And we neglect to meet the needs of other people. That's the center of our, of our thinking, of our passions and our will. So if we're greedy for gain, if we're greedy for money, if it's never enough, then you're just a selfish human being. That's where your heart is. And, and we can tell very quickly, I've seen it in my own life, and the lives of people that I've uh, ministered through, uh, you know, uh, various different opportunities, you see where people are at when it comes to their treasures. And Martin Luther puts it this way. He says, what a man loves, that is his God. For he carries it in his heart. He goes about it night and day. He sleeps and he wakes with it. Be what it may, wealth or self, pleasure or renown. I think that's well said. What a man loves, that is his God. So if we love wealth, if we love power, if we love, let's say, the corporate life and working up the ladder and achieving great success and accolades and awards and things like that, again, it's not always just about money. It could be about education. It could be about um, you know position and power and influence. And we can be so fixated about that. Like, I want to be the smartest person. I'm going to be the greatest athlete. And you can focus so much on the worldliness of that, that you neglect how God desires to use you for heavenly purposes. So again, the first thing that we see here in verses 19 through 21 is heaven or earth. So are you investing in heaven or are you investing on earth? The second thing now is light or darkness in verses 22 through 23. Jesus said here in verse 22, now the eye is the lamp of the body. So the concept here of the eye denotes singleness of purpose to look right at your object. So what Jesus essentially is saying is if you do fixate on wealth, if you're so focused on wealth, that will corrupt your entire body. So previously in 19 through 21, Jesus is focusing on the heart where you're Your treasure is there, your heart. Remember, your center of intelligence, your passion, your will. Now he talks about light and darkness. And by using these metaphors, he uses the eye to to draw out his point. A commentary says this in verses 22, 23 about the eye is the lamp of the body. He says, it says here, it may seem out of place here, but they depend on a subtle wordplay. The word which the NIV translates as good is literally single. But it also denotes generosity in the bad eye, in verse 23, is a metaphor for stingingness and jealousy. These verses, therefore, also attack a preoccupation with selfish materialism and a call for wholehearted devotion to God. So when we're talking about treasures on earth versus treasures in heaven, and then Jesus shifts and he starts talking about the eyes, the lamp of the body, you think, what does this have to do with anything? It's a very subtle way. What Jesus is saying is, if your heart is bent on one or the other, heaven or earth, you will see the display of that and how you're so set in your mind and what you focus your eyes on. 
Proverbs 4, 25 through 27 puts it this way. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. That's what Jesus is saying. So if you struggle right now with your heart saying, man, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm so focused on investing in heavenly or in earthly things and not heavenly things, well, it goes to your body, the lamp of your body, which is your eye, what you're fixating, what you're focusing on every single day. I talked to a friend of mine recently and he's you know building a new business and he's so focused and centered on that and, and, and in a good way. Right? He's a very driven individual, but through the process, he has spent very little time with the Lord and very little time serving God's people as a result. It's been consuming him. And so we just have to encourage him to shift back and say, okay, look, let's manage your time a little bit better and how you're investing. Yes, on what you are called to do to provide for your family and advance the causes that God wants you to do here on earth. But remember, you have to have that eternal perspective. And the greatest way is going back to the model prayer and how you're to focus on God's will be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven. And when you have that focus that eternal perspective and your heart is in the right place where you're storing treasure in heaven and not on earth, then your eye will be fixated more on what God's purposes are in your life rather than what you want for your life here on earth. Because notice in verse 23, it says, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So again, when we fixate on Jesus, when we're fixated on his kingdom, when we want to see us grow spiritually and be healthy in our spiritual walk with Him, if we, then you will see growth, you'll see fruit. But if we look outward, my friend, if we allow the temptations of the world to blind us, then you and I will be filled with darkness. And you can look at that as an example. You can see that example in 1 Timothy 6, 9. So we see heaven or earth, we see light or darkness. So where your heart is, your treasure is there. And whatever you fixate with your eye on earth, you'll determine what kind of lamp of the body you'll be, whether it be light or darkness. And I've seen a lot of people start off very bright and they become very dim after the success of life, let's say, for example, or they're given a new position. You know, I get the opportunity to travel around the country and spend some good time with a very with very prominent individuals that I believe God is using in tremendous ways. But one thing I have uh, been exposed to, and in many ways I wish I hadn't, but again, this is where God has me, is a lot of very powerful Christian leaders who make a lot of money. And uh, I wonder sometimes if we've lost sight of that. One, one time, for example, before I move on about gold and God, uh, very good friends of mine, who God is using in tremendous ways, were invited to a private meeting. I think it was outside of D.C. or in, in D.C. somewhere. And the idea was these uh, Christian leaders were gathering together and they were dealing with religious freedom issues or dealing with how to advance the gospel and different things like that. And they said that everybody was talking about how they can use their platforms to share the message and, and to unite and to try to bring awareness to various different things. But not one organization that was represented in this round table discussion talked about how they can give some of their finances to the cause, not one person. And my friends walked away and it was a great observation they gave. And we talked about this very thing right here that we're talking about on the podcast right now. They wondered if these people are willing to even give up some of their money 
and maybe even risk uh, the expansion of their platform as a result. But trust the Lord because God, we know, will give more in abundance. And there's a tendency sometimes of greediness, of holding back. And, and so God says right here, Jesus says right here, by doing that, you'll see where your heart really is. You'll see what your eye is really fixating on. And so finally now, my friend, we look at verse 24 of Matthew 6. And Jesus says here, no one can serve two masters. So we have heaven or earth. We have light or darkness. And now it comes down to what master do you ultimately serve? The choice is either you love God or you love the world. You cannot love both, my friend, because ultimately you will take your focus off of one and put it on the other. Point being, for example, you and I cannot look into two different directions at the same time. So if you go back to the metaphor that Jesus used about the eye, and you go back to treasures in in heaven or on earth, the point is this, you're either looking outwardly, you're either looking at things on the earth, or you're setting your sights upward. You can't be looking at both, okay? And if you're strange, some freaky person that can have one eye looking one direction and another, then good for you, but that's not what Jesus is saying. Where your heart is, it's one or the other. You cannot serve, he says here, God in money, The term for money here is the word mammon, which is the Aramaic word for wealth or property. So what Jesus is pointing out is that you can't let, again, going back to the very beginning in verse 19, you can't let earthly possessions consume you. Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has says, for he has said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So we're either finding, finding my friend comfort and heavenly things in my relationship with God, or I am in so consumed by the things of the world and what people think of me in advancing my cause, my agenda, or trying to get some type of title or trying to get some type of recognition or trying to get some type of accolade that I'm willing to not only risk, but shift my focus, my heart, my passions from God to the world. If you are looking at your life right now as we conclude this podcast. And you're saying, Jason, I don't really think I'm really investing. I believe in heaven. I know as a child of God that I will be with him one day. But as I'm looking at the Sermon on the Mount here right now, I'm not investing in heaven. I'm not doing the things that God has, I believe, truly called me. I believe that my treasure has really been focusing here on earth and I need to repent of that. Then I pray, my friend, that you will do so. And if there are some possessions that you possess right now, if there's belongings that you have in your life that, that have possessed you, controlled you, that you belong to, and you feel that burden and you got to release it, do that. I don't know what that is. I don't know how much money that's going to be or if it's giving up a job or you, you know, cutting ties with a particular thing or not investing down this path to try to get more wealth down the road. I don't know what it is, my friend. And I pray that you would know that. Because the longer that you hesitate and the longer you neglect to realize what that is and why your heart is on the earth, is on earthly things and not heavenly things, it will not only consume you, but it will lead you down a path of destruction. And we saw here today, math and rust will destroy it. And you're going to be looking at your life down the road and realizing like a lot of men I've talked to who invested so much on titles, position, prestige, money, investments, 401k, etc., that they neglected to invest in their own children's lives. And I got to tell you, my friend, 
There's a lot of regret that a lot of people have, and maybe you're one of them listening to this podcast today. This is not a beatdown, but this is about repentance. This is about us prioritizing what God has called us to do. So before we end, let me pray. Father, I pray whoever is holding on to the things of this world, whoever is serving money, whoever is enslaved to the things of the world, God, I pray that they would be free of it right here and right now and that they would invest and advance your kingdom purposes. Use the people who are listening to this podcast for your glory. And all God's people said, amen. My friends, listen, I love you. Thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the word of God.